stay with the coach. Day 20 Radio, where gamers roll. www.d20radio.com City, you're listening to the Underground Radio, bringing you all of the very best Pokemon news and views this side of Twist Mountain. I'm Natil. And I'm Sam. For today's broadcast, we'll be covering the latest Pokemon news, talking about the new Plasma Gale, Plasma Storm TCG sets, doing another double team dubstep with Weezing, and spotlighting a powerful fighting champion. So sit back, relax, and give your Radio Rotom what it wants. Well, I'm going to be up front. I got, like, nothing to talk about this week. Oh. <laughs> School is eating me alive this week, and it'll it'll turn out okay for the better. I'm, I'm already, like, it's February, and I'm like, when's spring break? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss playing video games. I know, right? We did have an exciting week at uh, Pokemon League this week, though, and I think that's something that we can sort of both talk about. Oh, yeah, it was huge. It I was. mean, we had a very – the big exciting event that happened was it was Elite Four Position Challenge Week. And for I'm sure a lot of you who have been following us know exactly what happens with the E4, but for those of you who may have forgotten or are brand new uh, – when we get to the last week of the last couple of weeks of the season, we have it where people can challenge the current E4 members for their spots if they can be challenged. Some of them can't be because they're brand new and they get that one month to have sort of a breather period and, you know, get their teams figured out and that sort of thing. But when this time around we had actually two people challenge two of our E4 members, which has never, ever happened before. We've only had really one challenge, I think, in since last spring. And, you know, this time around there were two. And I, one of our E4 members, Devin, actually uh, lost his spot to uh, one of our other league goers named Jay. Yep, we, we had our first unseating. It was, well, not, I guess not our first unseating, um, the the challenge that happened way back last spring was also also an unseating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's been literally almost a year since we've had any challenges at all. So having two in one session was a little bit crazy. And so oh, now yeah. we we have we have one new E4 member who rightfully challenged for. Uh, his spot on the team, and he will have his month of or his season of protected status next month. Yep. And then the second uh, challenge did not go so well for the challenger. Uh, no. <laughs> we we had MJ uh, issue forth a challenge to Mac, and 
Mac Mac laid the smack down. I mean, he he really wants to keep that E4 spot and he's not he's not going to let anybody take it from him very willingly. No. And you know, for Devin especially, I you know, he did a fantastic job as one of our E4 members too. And I'm hoping that come maybe 2 months from now, he'd be willing to get back in there and challenge for his spot back. Oh, I think I think that would be ideal. I mean, that would be awesome because I mean, he's got a lot of I mean, his teams that he's come up with have been very very good. So, and he's gotten to be a very good trainer over the last uh, god, it's been what like 3 3, three months? Yeah, 3 yeah, months three now that three seasons, yeah, that he's been an E4 member. So, you know, it's I've been really pleased with that and I'm kind of hoping that after he uh, comes back, maybe trains up a couple new Pokemon. He'd be willing to challenge again sometime later. Oh, I, I definitely think that he should. I mean, you and I sort of uh, were realizing that uh, Devin seems to favor like NU and UU Pokemon. It's true. Pretty heavily. So it's you know to to think that he's gone so far using Pokemon that are generally considered to be you know weaker than their OU counterparts is a real testament to his skill as a trainer. Well, not only that, but he was also using the fighting element, <laughs> which which is also substantially uh, not it's not it's not a great monotype choice just because it's very difficult to create a good mono fighting team. It is. And, you know, there's you've got the obvious weakness to psychic. I mean, you've you're weak to flying uh, ghost type Pokemon. You can't hit with any of your stab attacks. And, you know, you're, you can still hit, you know, ice and rock and steel Pokemon and dark Pokemon for a significant amount of damage. But, you know, there's a lot of really fast psychic and flying Pokemon out there that can just ravage flying types with their base, with their stab attacks. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're almost invariably outsped by flying type Pokemon. And, you know, if if you get yourself in front of an Alakazam or a Rayuniclus, which are both really oh. popular in the metagame right now, yep. it, you're 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 gonna hurt pretty bad. So he he's done a fantastic job, and we're really glad to have him as part of our E4. Um, and of of course, we're welcoming Jay in as our new E4 member, and we're excited to see what he has to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, we also had tryouts for um, the E4 vacated spot because our uh, one of our league leaders, Scott, is actually going to be having a baby in about a month now. Very, it's coming up very, very quickly. Yes. Uh, so he's been he's going to be taking off some time from Pokemon League because he will officially have a family and he needs to be at home for a while. And we totally get that. Po- Pokemon is not the most important thing in the universe, but it's pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> so as uh, as Scott has been. We'll be having vacated his spot for a while. We had to have tryouts to fill that spot. And we had two people come try out with us. Um, our, the people that took the, the tryout challenge were Mitch and Adam. And, you know, Mitch had an interesting team of his own. I mean, he had the, it was a, it was a hail team. Yeah, so. he came in with essentially what equated to a mono ice team. Yes. And I was, you know, I was really excited to see that. Um, Adam, though, he brought in some very, very interesting Pokemon that I haven't seen a whole lot of people use. 
he brought out things like uh, Snorlax and Heracross. Yeah, and I was just like, these are um, these are amazing. I mean, I'm fighting these, and you know, I've I've super underestimated the Snorlax because it was just like I'm gonna belly drum, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this might not be so good, and it took out two of my Pokemon. And that made me a little nervous because I was using my Dragon-type team. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm, I am not going to be swept by a Snorlax, am I? But I, I ended up doing just fine against the Snorlax, but that's just because um, I had Alakazam on me, and my Alakazam runs Life Orb Focus Blast. Mm-hmm. So that, that ruined uh, the Snorlax for me. My issue was with the stupid Gyarados. Yeah, the Gyarados. <laughs> my, he, he got... I, I wasn't... It, Whatever I threw at him the first time, and I don't even remember what I threw at him the, the first turn he was out, wasn't enough to kill him. I mean, he got he got down into the red, but uh, he got a dragon dance off, and oh. then and then he was faster, and then uh, Moxie, <laughs> and then it was over. Oh. <laughs> I mean, because like we, it was it was down to his Gyarados and my last two Pokemon, and. Uh, my last Pokemon at, ended up being my Butterfree because I didn't have an opportunity to put her out where she belongs in the team. So she went out against a D-danced Moxied uh, Gyarados and then Ice Fanged to death. If you put out your Bug-type Pokemon against a D-danced <laughs> Moxie Gyarados, you are going to have a bad time. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was not my first choice. It was just all I had to me. Uh, so, so Adam really impressed us with his team, and Sam and I decided that he would be able, to, he'd be the one to take on uh, Scotty's, Scotty's spot. Mm-hmm. And um, we, the 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 talk is that he might be running a normal type mono team, which I am seven shades of excited about. I think that's the coolest thing ever. It is. It really is. So. Congratulations to Jay and Adam, who will be joining us as E4 members. They'll be joining the ranks of Mac and myself, and then Sam is our champion. <laughs> and that essentially wraps up what I have to talk about. Sam, you have some other interesting things to talk about, though. Yes, I do. Um, first thing is, I'm getting increasingly satisfied with the Dragonite Beautifly deck that I made. I did take out the catchers in it. Um, I didn't, I don't know, I just, whenever I would want to use the Skylas to be able to pull a trainer card from my deck, I would always want to pull, like, a communicator or something. I never wanted to pull a catcher because I never needed the catcher at the time. So I took out the catchers and I put in some Biancas, and, you know, after looking through the Plasma Storm set, I might be swapping out the Biancas for maybe some Colrus, but... I'm getting really comfortable with the Dragonite deck. I mean, it's there is a massive uh, luck potential that goes on with this deck. I mean, the the Hurricane Tail Dragonite, you know, you flip four coins. You know, you have the potential to do 240 damage or the potential to do no damage. But that's, you know, part of the whole fun of it, too, is that you and your opponent are both just left to see what happens with this potentially really awesome or potentially really crappy attack. <laughs> so, and I've also built another deck here from uh, from what I was experimenting with on Lackey that I had the majority of the cards for. 
and it is a dragon and steel deck. Ooh. Yes. And I built it after I did see Mitch have a deck that was something like this. I had already come up with the idea of maybe doing the Haxorus with a Registeel EX because I thought, well, you know, I can put the dragon in there that I have. I love dragon Pokemon. May as well build a deck with them. And then I do have the two Registeel EX. I can throw those in there and I can have a grand old time with that. But I remember that I also have two of the Full Art Groudon EXs that I never got to use because I never got around to building that uh, mono fighting deck. So now I've decided to throw them in there, throw in the uh, Dig Uppercut Excadrill, and I'm thinking that it might work now. I just need to find one more Switch card, and then it should be good to go. Awesome. Yep. So... Getting back into the TCG, I've got two decks that are fairly competitively viable now, which is always nice. Well, speaking of getting back into the TCG, there, there's a there's a new thing that we're going to start doing. Yes. Uh, Mitch actually had us play the Pokemon trading card game Rumble last week at the Paradox League, and I was very, very impressed with it. And because of that, I thought, you know, what would be really what would really be awesome, and Mitch suggested this too, was that we could get the Rumble card game played at League, and then we could give people points based on how well they did in playing it. And, you know, it's a really fun game. You know, you've got the... It's a dice-based game where you roll to see how many energy you can use. You use attacks on the Pokemon. You know, it's got a prediction system in there where you bet on what kind of Pokemon you want to win. Uh, It's just every kind of fun. You don't even have to use the specific Rumble cards for it. You can use any sort of Pokemon card you want. And that makes it a whole lot more fun, too, because, you I mean, you could make a whole a whole uh, Rumble game full of EX Pokemon if you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, you could do some ridiculous stuff with this. And it's so much... It's a whole lot of fun, and I really want this to be, like, something that we do as a side thing that we can do besides just the the traditional E4 challenge, you know, playing video game, playing the card game, and, you know, the occasional tournaments that we have thrown in there. I like the idea of being able to do something different. I know, and it's a refreshing thing, too, because, I mean, it's not your normal Pokemon, either. I mean, it's something that's brand new, and you don't have to sink, you know, a lot of money into building a deck for it, or even spend a lot of time uh, getting ready to play it. I mean, you can just kind of set it up and literally roll the die and get going, so... Done deal. Yep. <laughs> and my big thing is I have uh, I have accepted Arceus into my life. <laughs> did you finally get around to SRing for one of the event ones? I did. And it was a bit of a moral dilemma for me when it came to Pokemon to keep it or not. Because the one that I rolled, it was... You know, to be fair, it was a really, really good Arce- It was a really, really good Arceus. I mean, it was relatively superior, and I'm actually going to pull up the IVs on it because those are some really, really good IVs. I mean, you know, the kind of thing where I was just like, do, 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 that's 
super stupid good. Um, when you texted me and I, I yes. saw them, I was I was like, no, I, I would have been very sad if you had gotten rid of it because it's it's impressive. I know. Oh, here it is. Uh, I pulled one with th- uh, 30 HP, 23 attack, 25 defense, 27 special attack, 10 special defense, and 11 in speed. And, you know, I was looking up, I was using basically Smogon as my litmus test to see what kind of, you know, uh, sets I could run with it. And, you know, Smogon for the most part is just like timid, jolly, timid, jolly, timid, jolly, all over the place for invariably any particular uh, Arceus form that there is out there, except I think Arceus Rock, where they add, where they suggested maybe the uh, sassy nature because you can get the boat, you can get the boost from uh, Sandstorm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But, um, you know, the one I rolled was actually relaxed. And for those of you who might not know what that is, because that is an often unseen ability, is it lowers speed and raises defense. Hardly anyone ever runs relaxed. I mean, like, the only reason that you ever want to run a speed reductive nature is if there's a good reason for you to be slower. Yeah, and on a Pokemon that has a base 120 speed, and in a metagame where everybody's trying to be faster than everybody else... Yeah, you know, in Ubers, it's it's be faster, go home. Yeah, so, you know, and I was just like, well, I don't know about this, and a couple of people who I texted the numbers to, and, you know, I asked for their opinion, were just like, well, you know, relaxed nature, that's kind of a terrible nature. And, you know, I talked to Josh about it, and Josh is sort of like my... Um, you know, you and Josh and Scott, all three of you are really like my big people that I go to to learn to, you know, get other options when I'm soft resetting, you know, think of things that I hadn't thought of before. And Josh actually suggested that I uh, keep it and that I maybe run a support Arceus because I could always run him with a high investment in HP and special attack, or maybe even HP and, you know, either defense or special defense, and maybe throw the steel plate on him and make him a steel-type Arceus that can resist a lot of attacks. It'll shrug off a lot of physical or even maybe even some special attacks that, you know, people would throw out there like the earthquakes and everything. And I could have him run things like gravity. I could have him... Uh, sit out there and calm mind and then attempt a sweep, which would make him just ridiculously unstoppable. And <laughs> guess, guess what he won't fear as a steel type? He will not fear dragons. <laughs> Giratina, Dialga, Palkia. You know, Rayquaza, you've got <laughs> Garchomps out there running around, you've got maybe some Haxorus out there, Hydreigon, you know, I won't have to worry about any of those guys. I mean... Even a stab Draco Meteor probably wouldn't do a whole lot of damage to that Steel-type Arceus. Not enough. And with Recover on him, too, oh, I can God. just recover off the damage and be like, <laughs> So, I'm, I'm very excited for this. I'm very glad that I got that Arceus, and that it was that type of Arceus, too. I mean, the universe sort of just aligned itself perfectly so that... You know, the Arceus descended from the heavens and was just like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to help you out now. <laughs> the, 
Though I will say for the other Arceus that I have that's still sitting in white, that one is definitely going to be either a jolly or a timid one, and it is going to be a dragon one. Oh, of course it is. It is going to be. I I don't <laughs> care if I have to throw away even, you know, ones that are relatively superior, maybe even outstanding if it gets to that point. It has to be one that will competitively work as a dragon one. <sighs> and I think that's... That's pretty much been the awesome for Pokemon for me. It's been a, it's been a week of awesome. It that's, really has. That's good. You needed one. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, now I'm going to... Oh, and I'm also going to be building another... Uh, well, I've got two teams, actually, that I'm sitting on that I'm building. And one will make Josh Massey happy, which is I'm building a doubles team that I'm going to be having, and it'll probably be the team that I bring to regionals this year. Oh, I gotta start mine. I gotta start mine. Well, Pokemon Showdown. Let's Pokemon go. Showdown, let's do it. <laughs> yes. Once a night, at least. Okay, well, in, in the meantime, we, we should probably stop over by the news desk. Yes. All right, we have officially reached the news desk. It's a much lighter news week this week than last week. We're going to start off with something that Sam and I sort of had a, a, a almost debate about whether or not to include, because we get a little bit tired of Japanese events. I know. But this one's really cool, so I just wanted to include it because it's a really neat event, and I think that it's not only is it a crying shame that we're not ever going to get anything this cool, but to think that these are out there floating around in the universe is pretty sweet. Japanese players are actually getting an amazing event that will be distributing a level 99 golden Magikarp holding a rare candy for a special celebration at the Pokemon Center in Nagoya. I would totally accost <laughs> some guy who had a copy of Black 2 or White 2 and take his golden Magikarp. I would. I, 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 want, I want to have it and then, like, cosplay as the Magikarp salesman. Yes! <laughs> and try to sell it off to people. <laughs> that would be the best. So this this is a thing. If you have a Japanese copy of the game and you're, I guess, in Japan, because you're actually going to have to go to the Pokemon Center in Nagoya to get it, but, you know... Yeah. It's 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 a really cool event. I think it's really it's really awesome. I wish that we got events that were this awesome, but you know, maybe maybe someday I'll I'll just find one. Maybe. Or maybe I'll just get a shiny Magikarp and level it to 99 myself. <laughs> I would be even more okay with that. <laughs> uh speaking of things that we are okay with, uh Pokémon Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity will have day 1 DLC. Really? Yes. This DLC will be free to download for North American players from launch day through April 30th, and will offer an entire new dungeon to explore known as the Poke Forest. Yep. After April 30th, it's actually going to be $2 if you want to purchase it. It'll still be available, but they're only offering it for free for like that first month or so. Which is still really cool. Yeah, it's neat. Um, and it's it's essentially, I guess, like the same DLC that was offered right away for Japan. So hopefully that means this is going to sort of follow in uh, Pokemon Conquest footsteps, where we got a similar number of events. That's good. All right. Um, if another little like 
bit of news. It's a reminder, essentially. If you participated in the International Challenge Tournament, your prize event is now live, so don't forget to pick up your Jaboka Berry while you have the chance. Indeed. We've got a couple of new, more, a couple of new legendary Pokemon that have now been immortalized in the Dream World, um, as Pokedolls, actually. Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina are now available as a special promotion. You can check Serebii.net for the password for it. Indeed. And I'm actually looking forward to that. I picked up the Arceus Pokedoll, and I was pretty impressed with it, so it's being able- It's pretty cute. <laughs> Being able to go out and pick up the uh, Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina and just complete the set would be amazing. <laughs> and, you know, they did update the PGL not too long ago to include a whole lot more of the Pokédolls in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually thinking that maybe I'll spend some time on the on the Dream World and get some Pokédolls and whatnot. That's, yeah. That's a thought. Um Last week, Sam and I actually mentioned that uh, North America is getting a Meloetta event, Meliota, however you want to pronounce it. I'm going to go with Meloetta because that's how I've always been saying it. Well, Melody, Meloetta, you know, yeah, it's just, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm going with it. Yeah. Um, the the Meloetta event for North America is scheduled to take place um, in the United States at GameStop locations and in Canada at EV Games. And now this week, we have confirmation that not only are North American markets getting it, but we also have confirmation for markets in New Zealand and Australia. Serebii.net has official details on all of the uh, stores that will be doing them over in those locations, because there's some weird ones, like some places are getting them at Targets and things like that. Oh. So um, if, you're in, if you're in Australia or New Zealand and you're listening to the show, uh, your best bet is going to be to check Serebii for like specific locations. Indeed. And our last bit of news here is actually a last reminder. If you want to get registered for the winter-friendly Wi-Fi tournament, registration will end on uh, February 14th, the big Hearts and Roses Day, or as uh, Joshua Schreiber from the Corpus Christi League said, the big Rosalias and Love Discs Day. I'm good with this. Yes. Uh, you should... Uh, get on that, get your Pokemon ready, registered. I think if you throw them, you throw them in the battle box, yep, which ones your you battle, will use. Yeah, and then your battle box is essentially locked for the duration of the tournament. Yes. So make sure you've got what you need. No chat as always. But anything else? I believe, yeah, anything else goes. No <laughs> chat though. No, no chat He's bad. He is, <laughs> he is the anti-Arceus, is what he is. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, That means it's time for us to head over to this week's main topic, in which we will have a very special guest host. On February 6th, the newest TCG sets, Plasma Gale and Plasma Storm, dropped in the United States, with the theme being that of the Organization of Ill Repute, Team Plasma. This set brings back some old cards, introduces some new ones, and demonstrates a bit of a unique way to play the TCG competitively, you know, in the same vein as Dragon's Exalted brought out a couple of unique ways to play. 
Uh, before we get into the whole kit and caboodle of this main topic, Sam and I would like to introduce our special guest because we have a guest host for our main topic this week, which we haven't done since our Live from CoreCon episode when Josh was with us. Today we have Mitch on the podcast with us, who is our resident, the Underground Trainers Alliance TCG guru. Mitch, you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's All me. Right. It, it is Mitch. Yep. All right, so... One of the big things, I guess, that uh, Plasma Storm has brought out is, I guess we can just get it out of the way right away, is eight new EX Pokemon. Eight. Which is a lot. So it many, is. So many EX Pokemon. I mean, we're, we're, we've got, these are the EX Pokemon that this uh, set has introduced. We've got Moltres EX, Victini EX, Articuno EX, Zapdos EX, Kabalion EX, Lugia EX, and Black Kyurem and White Kyurem EX. And I think some of them are pretty ridiculous, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, they can be. The The one that I saw that I took away as being probably, I don't know, arguably one of the most broken of them would probably be the White Kyurem EX from this set, because it has that White Inferno attack, which is basically a, you know, an outrage on steroids when you've got... Uh, base 100 plus 10 more damage for each damage counter on the Pokemon. And with 180 hit points, it's, it can take quite a few damage counters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, it's been nerfed a little because, I mean, it is a Dragon-type Pokemon, so it won't take... So it can take a whole lot more damage a whole lot quicker than, say, the, the Zekrom from the... I think it was base black and white, where yep. it, yep, the other one that had Outrage then, because, I mean, with 180 HP, uh, it's still weak to dragon types, so if you had a Garchomp out there, it could one-shot it with uh, Dragon Blade in, you know, one hit, and then, you know, that's the end of White Kyurem EX, but if you're not fighting a dragon deck, and, you know, the opponent can only do so much damage to you at a time, the White Inferno could rapidly build up in a hurry. Well, and White Kyurem EX's counterpart, Black Kyurem EX, is running an attack called Black Ballista that's doing 200 damage, just straight up. I mean, you have to discard three energy off it, but with, you know, 18 Virgilian people running double colorless energies, it's not as nerfing as maybe it should be. <laughs> well, you only get four of them and in a deck, and sometimes that can be sort of, that can be, you know, a bit of a balance in and of itself. Um, what I was thinking was, you know, I, I, I toot this guy's horn a lot, but Beautifly, <laughs> I mean, if you get Beautifly out there, you can triple energy, three energy right back onto white, uh, black Kyurami X, and that solves most of your problems right there. Well, and on top of that, he's running uh, water and electric for that attack. So if you wanted to, like if you were worried about just losing all that energy, you could have other Pokemon on the bench and Dynamotor that back onto them to prepare them for... Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. I nope. all, always hail the Dynamotor. <laughs> and on top of that, you could use Deluge Blastoise to just throw as many water on him as you wanted in a turn. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting about him. And... He's less popular now, but Inferno Fandango's still good. Throw some fire on him. Oh, yeah. 
cover up then, that that color list that he needs. Yeah. So it doesn't say which one's to discard, so... No, it just says discard three. <laughs> nice. So I'm, I'm fairly certain that Black Kirimi X could be a, a genuine terror. Yeah. Yeah, the last Pokemon that did 200 I used was Lugia Legend, back when those guys were around, and they were so cool. <laughs> and you needed, you needed to sink two cards down to get that thing out. Yeah, and you had to attach and discard a fire, a water, and an electric to do 200. Ouch. So it was still three, but it was three very specific. So it was, it was a little harder to work with. We're seeing an awful lot of power creep in this set, I think. No. Yeah, sorta. <laughs> I don't know the the a lot of these Pokemon though they rely on the you know the plasma energy to make some of their biggest attacks work. And yeah, we should we should probably talk about the the plasma energy. Mish, can you explain to me exactly what a plasma energy is and what it does? Because this was like this weird new thing that it's that the TCG has just sort of thrown at us this set. Yeah. Well, the plasma energy it's. Well, the whole set's obviously based around Team Plasma. Um, the Plasma Energy, when attached to a lot of the Plasma Pokemon, which is kind of not really a new card type, but it just says, you know, like, hey, this is a Plasma's Pokemon. Like back when they had the gym leaders, but even less fancier. <laughs> we got those pretty blue borders, I guess. That's about it. But uh, when it's attached to them, you know, it just counts as a colorless energy, but... It gives a lot of them an extra effect. Specifically, like Articuno EX, his second attack, if he has a plasma energy attached, it's an automatic paralysis, which is very, very powerful. Crazy powerful. Yeah, paralysis can ruin your day real quick. Yeah, it can. <laughs> now, another... Speaking of Articuno EX... Um, his the I mean we get the return of the three legendary birds in this set too, which I thought was really, really awesome. You know, there's I don't I'm just saying right now the full art for the Articuno EX is beyond beautiful right now that I'm I'm looking at it right now and it's just an amazing artwork that they've done. But Moltres EX um he's He's got a bit of a power behind him, too, when it comes to that plasma energy that you toss onto him, because it can make his power flame go from 80 to 120. And, I don't know, I'm excited about him, too. I mean, his artwork looks brilliant, but, you know, he's the kind of person, he's the kind of card where, you know, as long as you can get the plasma energy onto him, you know, you can at least... You know, it's he's almost sort of like the Groudon EX from way back in Dark Explorers, where, you know, he can, as long as you have that extra caveat on there, he can do a lot of damage, and then you don't have to really worry about a whole lot of Pokemon that can resist it. Yeah, they like to pile it on fast these days. Indeed. I'm a big fan of the Zapdos EX for the exact same reason, um, because his his big attack is Power Volt. It does the exact same thing as Moltres EXs. With a Plasma Energy, it does 40 more damage. But because I tend to run almost invariably mono-electric decks, I need electric Pokemon that aren't weak to fighting decks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Zapdos EX fits that bill pretty nicely. Indeed. 
Now, it kind of strikes me as weird that, I don't know, I guess Zapdos and Moltres, they, you know, they're, they're pretty powerful. I mean, they do hit for 120, but that, that Articuno EX with Frost Prison, I mean, that's, that's intense on a whole different level. It really is. Um, have we, do we, do we think we're going to be seeing a lot of these EX Pokemon? Like, are there, are there some that we think we're going to see more of and some we think we're going to see less of? Like, uh, well, I know Lugia EX, there's already people building decks to run just him and get him rocking turn one. Not at our league, but, you know, just people in general. Oh gosh, turn one Lugia EX, like Plasma Gale. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so gross. Yeah, because you can play a double colorless on him and use two Colorest Machine to search out for two Plasma Energy and throw him on there and start swinging for 120, turn one. Jeez. And if you kill something, you get an extra prize card, so you could have a big advantage before your opponent can even draw a card. That is really, really, really intense. Yeah. It's pretty so, gross. And like, if you if you consider like if your opponent's basic Pokemon that they have out to start is an EX Pokemon, you're taking three prize cards immediately. Yep, if they're unfortunate enough to start out with a Victini or a Celebi EX or something, which can happen. Ouch. One thing that I saw that I think would was is really going to be a big deal and. I am saying this because I was looking through some of the cards and I saw the uh, Kling Clang that came out for this is the Kabalian EX. Uh, it's got the uh, Righteous Edge attack, which for one metal energy does 30 and you discard a special energy attached to defending Pokemon. That's going to be pretty big because with all of the double colorless energy and the plasma energy that are going to be out there, I think that would be just a fantastic way to start nerfing people down and forcing them to do something else. Oh, yeah. But, but that Steel Bullet is something that I'm really looking forward to because it's a two-metal, one-colorless attack that does base 100, and the attack's damage isn't affected by weakness, resistance, or any other effects on the defending Pokémon. Which makes me all kinds of happy because you can instantly bypass the Sigilyphs out there that block all EX Pokemon from doing damage. And with the Kling Clang out there, which has the ability that makes it so your uh, metal Pokemon don't take any damage from EX Pokemon, you've got quite possibly a potential brick wall out there that might be a little difficult to dislodge without catchers. Yeah, the only EXs that are probably going to hit him off the top of my head are himself and Giratina EX with his Shred. That's right. And, well, Giratina's attack, that only says that you don't do any damage, you don't, you ignore all effects on the defending Pokemon, right? Yep. So, and I think he still has resistance to, oh, wait a second, he's a dragon type, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I was I was thinking that he was psychic because I was looking through some of the cards from this newest set and I saw Giratina as a psychic Pokemon and I was like, well, that's not going to be a problem. But yeah, if he's a dragon type, yeah, it wouldn't even matter. So, Mid, um, you mentioned the Colrus machine earlier. Maybe we should talk about some of the other um, items that are coming out with this new set too, because there are a couple of 
really decent-looking trainer cards that are coming out with this new set. Oh, there's some dang good ones. Um, well, they reprinted a, a Violite, and they added some pretty white lines, kind of like with Rocky Helmet, where they just added some like lightning bolts to it. So that, that's so nice excited. for collectability. I I'm guess. excited for more more Eviolites. I love them. They they have a special heart in a lot of EX lovers. <laughs> you know, like it, it's good. I I like to throw it on my Raikou EX. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's I I'm a fan of it on a uh, Registeel EX with his Protect Guard attack, where he just takes twenty less the next turn. Oh, so that is. negate 40. That's intense. I'm good with that. Oh, I'm just sad that they got rid of the special metal, because you could put four of those on him, and he'd be taking 80 less every turn. Oh. That's And then gross. from a psychic, they'd take 20 less, so it'd be, you know, Mewtwo EX, you'd be taking 100 less from him, and that would just be fantastic. Super fantastic. One of the other trainer cards that's getting introduced is the Hypnotoxic Laser, which is kind of fun. Um, it's it's essentially an item card that says, hey, your opponent's active Pokemon is poisoned, and if you flip a coin in its heads, it's also asleep. That's gross. I love it. It's amazing <laughs> because there's um, so many new cards that are coming out, like uh, the new Crobat, for instance, which I know my husband is super freaking excited about. Uh, because he's got the ultra toxic fang. Mm-hmm. It's oh god, it's it's so gross. There's there's so much going on with poison in this set. It makes me kind of happy. Yeah, it's rough because you can use that crowbat and throw out the Verbank Gym Stadium. Yep. So they'd be taking sixty between every turn from his poison. And he does 40 with his attack, so he's got 100, and then if they don't die, they take 60 after, so it's 160 in one attack, essentially. Ugh. So long and as Corbett doesn't go down. Rough. Yeah, but it, it's it's mean. Well, nobody runs any of the, like, I, I know some people are going to laugh at this a little bit, nobody runs any full heals or, you know, any... Or, you know, the only other way to get really get rid of it is to retreat your Pokemon or evolve it, really. And, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those kind of things where if you do that to a giant, bulky EX Pokemon that can't retreat, or if you don't, you know, you, unless you have like a Switch or something, it can get very costly to either have all the damage on him and, or, you know, get rid of all the energy to try and retreat him. Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you throw him out against uh, a Pokemon that's, you know, gone through a big attack and lost a bunch of energy because of it, and there's a lot of Pokemon that are doing that, sacrificing energy to use high-damaging moves, they don't they won't have the retreat cost available to them, because a lot of these EZX Pokemon are rocking, you know, three retreat costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of them with a, a four, which is <laughs> really rough. That is hard. You throw that thing out there, it's staying there, sans switch. Yeah. Yeah, the switchers are the switches are gonna be big here, I think, coming up. And I don't know. That's I don't know, the the sheer grossness of the uh, stadium plus the crowbat is 
you know, and not even that, but also the hypnotoxic laser and just all these ways to uh, cause all of these special conditions to befall all of your opponent's Pokemon is just intense. Is Colress a new supporter? Yes. What on earth does he do? Oh, I really like him. I think he's probably one of my favorite cards that came out this set, personally. Um, I just I I need more of him. I want to put him in every deck. What is, what does just, he do? He does. Uh, hold on a second here. I have to gather myself. This card's just overwhelming. Because <laughs> what you do, it's, it's better than an N, potentially. Um, but for some of our older players, it's pretty much a super-powered Professor Oak's new theory. Because oh. you shuffle your hand into your deck, and then you draw a number of cards equal to the number of bench Pokemon in play. And that's not just yours, it's your opponent's, too. Oh. So you could potentially <laughs> shuffle and then draw ten. I love it. Oh my god, I want them all. Yeah, and that's trumping all the other draw power out there that we have. You know, it's better than Juniper because it's potentially more cards, and you don't discard, which is good for most decks, but some, you know, you actually discard on purpose. And it, oh, it's a hot commodity, I would say. That's intense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh was, my gosh. You know, Bianca's are garbage now compared to it, and it's the poor, go-to draw card. Poor Bianca. <laughs> well, I was, I don't know, I, I must have glossed that over entirely, because I l- was looking through some of these, and I saw Colorus, and I was like, draw a number of cards equal to the number of benched Pokemon, and I was just like, yeah, that's okay, I guess. I mean, you can draw maybe up to five if you had a full bench, that's okay, but... You know, now that I read again, both yours and your opponents. Mind blown. Mind blown, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, they reprinted the random receiver, too. Yep, they got the random receiver, and I don't know, I was... A couple of people were talking about it at the Paradox League, uh, how it was... I think it was like a gold-colored one now this time. It's like the super rare shiny ones, sort of like in the same vein that the um, the rare candies were. Or I think oh, I'm the rare the, um, and the Pokemon catchers. The Pokemon catchers, yes, that's what they were. I yep. see, I see. Yep. But um, I don't know the one of the no some of these Ace spec cards that have come out though have been promising to be really, really cool for especially some of the uh, Pokemon that they really, well, the one that I'm thinking of right now, Victory Piece, that fits in very, very nicely with the Victini EX. Um, It's, uh, if you don't know what an Ace Spec card is, it's one that you can't have more than one of in your entire deck, and... It's the Victory Piece specifically is a Pokemon tool that if it's attached to Victini EX, uh, he can use his attacks regardless of the amount or type of energy attached to him. And if you combine that with the fact that if one of his attacks says that if the Pokemon is a Pokemon EX, it does 50 plus 50, you know, and I think... I'm fairly certain the energy cost for that is something ridiculously high. It's like... Uh, 
I think it's like four energy, but if you can get the ace spec and you can get the Victini EX out there and you're up against, oh, three energy. But if you can get the Victini out there, it's an EX Pokemon, and you've got the victory piece on you, then you're essentially hitting for 100 damage, and you don't need to have any basic energy on you. So funny. And his turbo energizer is pretty good, too. For one fire, you get to just search your deck for two basic energy, attach them to your bench Pokemon any way you want. Oh, man, I love that. Which can be really good, you know, if, if you're trying to pump up a black Kirami X like we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because then, you, yeah, you could do that, and you wouldn't even need to, you know, adjust your deck to include, like, a Beautify in there either. I mean, if you wanted to, you could run Victini EX and have him do the uh, Turbo Blaze and then uh, power up your deck that way. I didn't even think about that. Between uh, Victini EX and Inferno Fondango Ambor, I think fire decks are going to have a ton of ridiculous options for energy motion, as it were. Well, that's good, because, I mean, it's been a while since I've even seen any fire decks. And they used to be really huge. Uh, You know, it was a couple months ago when you still had the Inferno Fondango uh, Embors uh, out there that were, you know, being very, very popular in a lot of decks. But it's been quite a few months since I've even seen anybody use a fire deck, and it's because everybody got into the new dragon type that came out. They got into the uh, dark and psychic combination that really ruled the game for a long time. And mm-hmm. you know, it's I'm I'm glad to see that the fire might be coming back, and with the uh, new uh, psychic Pokemon that have been coming out that have been focusing on poison, along with some of the grass Pokemon that I'm looking at here. I'm glad that we're going to be maybe seeing a bit of a return on some of these types that really haven't been seeing a lot of use in the last couple of sets that have come out. You know, the fire, fire kind of took a backseat there, but they they have a lot of potential now and. I know people are going to be buying a lot of this set because they have that shiny Charizard as one of the secret rares. <laughs> and that's Ouch. just beautiful. Someone at our league pulled one of those, and it, it's a dang pretty card. Someone at our league pulled a shiny Charizard? Yeah, Santiago has one. Oh, jeez. Santiago Sr. or Junior? Senior. Ah, uh, that is amazing. Someone just this um, this last week at league pulled one of the shiny Blastoise. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful card, too. So that was pretty sweet. I'm personally super jacked about um, the Galvantula that's coming out. Oh, there's a Galvantula coming out in this one. Yeah, so Sam, remember how we were talking about how um, I didn't think that my Dynamotor deck was going to work anymore? Yeah. yeah my, my Dynamotor deck is going to work just fine. Uh, this new Galvantula has a retreat cost of zero. And a one electric energy attack that uh, does 30 damage times the number of um, lightning energy cards that I discard from him. When I use it, I have to discard all lightning energy attached to him, just like I would have had to have done with my old Raichu Primes. Uh But now instead of doing, uh, like, oh, I can't even remember exactly how Raichu Primes attack worked. 
I, I have the potential to do a substantial amount more damage this way. <laughs> nice. With a with retreat cost of zero, he just goes back to the bench, and then I dynamoter things back onto him and shove him back out. That works out really well. Because there are also Jolteons and Manectrix that have retreat costs of zero. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's that's intense on every possible level. I'm a little excited. I, I think I think this is I think I'm I'm excited about the TCG again and it's it's thanks to Galvantula, which is weird because I don't think I've ever paid a whole lot of attention to Galvantula before. Well, in this case, Galvantula is sort of like that little engine that could, and you know, he got he got that extra boost, and you know, it's good to see because I mean, the last couple of Galvantulas that I've seen that have come out in sets have been kind of, you know, kind of like a meh sort of card. I don't know. There they are might... some. Oh, I was sorry. There, there's. No, go ahead. There's some really decent, like, Galvantula is not the only, like, non-EX Pokemon that's coming out that's going to be worthwhile. I mean, we talked about Crobat, but, I mean, there's there's others to be excited about. Um, there's an Exploud coming out that's bringing back Round, so Round decks are going to be kind of <laughs> ridiculous again. I think your husband was talking to me about setting up a Round deck, and he was... Uh... I was just like, round, what does that do? And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, that's a little scary. 50 damage times the number of Pokemon, um, times the number of your Pokemon that also have the round attack. That's... That's intense. Yeah, you could potentially do 300 damage with Explode. It's a little, it's a little stupid. Just a little. Speaking of... I don't know, I I actually, Natil, I was looking through and I saw, have you looked at the Magnazone yet? No, I haven't even touched the Magnazone yet. Is he exciting? He is very exciting, especially for a deck like yours that you like to run, because he has the double assist attack, which uses one color, one, uh, one lightning energy, rather, does 30, but you attach two basic energy cards from your discard pile to one of your Pokemon. And that can be any Pokemon, from what I'm reading. So, you know, you could, you know, just destroy everything with your Galvantula, and then have him retreat, bring out Magnazone, and double assist. And you can either choose to put those two energy right onto your Magnazone to power up for and for a tumbling attack, which does 70 plus 20 if you flip heads. Or you could just start attaching more electric energy onto your bench and then have maybe the Dynamotor go in to give you another couple electric energy on there, and you could build up a lot of energy in a very short amount of time. I think I might actually opt for the other Magnazone that's coming out. Um, the other Magnazone has an ability called Dual Brains that lets me play two supporter cards during my turn, Ooh. and an attack called uh, Gyro Ball. Gyro Ball that after doing 80 damage to my opponent's active Pokemon, lets me switch him with one of my benched Pokemon and forces my opponent to switch with one of his benched Pokemon. That's that interesting. Keep it fresh. <laughs> What'd you say, Mitch? I would keep it fresh. <laughs> Everyone guessing, that's the way I like it. <laughs> you, you, you do, Mr. Metronome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't predict what I'm gonna do if I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Well, that's the way you do it. Yeah. Are there any like non EX Pokemon that you guys are looking forward to? Well, 
I'm looking forward to Togekiss. Of course you are. Well, he's not only does he look fairly not only does he look fairly adorable. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, he is a very attractive card. I really like the artwork on it, but it and you know it doesn't really do a whole lot in terms of just sheer damage output. I think its attack is, uh, I think it's called present, and it'll allow you to uh, to draw cards basically. But I mean, it doesn't have a. It, I don't believe it has a retreat cost. My computer is being really stupid and won't load anything right now. But uh, I was really looking forward to the Togekiss. I mean, it is. It's going to be. Uh, I don't know. It's the first time I've seen Togekiss come out in a very long time, and. I don't know, it's one of my favorite Pokemon, and it's a colorless Pokemon, so I don't necessarily have to invest a lot into fitting him in on a deck, because colorless Pokemon can really fit in anywhere as long as they help out the deck as a whole. Mm-hmm. True story. What about you, Mitch? I'm a big fan of the new Mamoswine, personally. Uh, especially for his continuous headbutt attack, which for Two water and two colorless. It does. You flip a coin until you get tails, and the attack does ninety damage times the number of heads. Oh God! So he's a stage two with a four retreat cost and a weakness to steel, which seems like it might get a little more popular this time around. But still, if you couple that with the victory star Victini, you got a pretty good chance of one shot in anything out there. That's so gross! Oh my God! <laughs> and if you need to stall with him, his first attack, Froststone, is 50. Flip a coin. If heads, it does 20 more damage, and the, Pokemon, the opponent's Pokemon is paralyzed. Yay, paralysis. I love paralysis. It, it's mean. It's probably one of the worst statuses out there right now. You know, now I'm starting to understand why, uh, why Ben from the other league was so excited about getting a hold of some of these Plasma Storm cards, because there are a whole lot of these just absolutely ridiculous Pokemon that do all these paralysis and just insane stuff, and I'm just like, wow. There's going to be, you know, a return to these status conditions being a big thing now, where before you'd I guess I didn't ever really see any of the status conditions come up. It was all about discarding cards and, you know, doing crazy stuff with, like, Rayquaza EXs and Garchomps and so. Yeah, we're getting a little more strategy back in the game, aside from just, draw firing my laser. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of that. I think there'll probably still be some of that, but it's nice that, you know, after the ridiculous of the ridiculousness of Mewtwo EX, there's some things coming out now that can really help counter those decks. Oh, yeah. I see um, Gallade as a big Mewtwo Slayer uh, that came out in this set because of its powerful storm attack. For two colorless, it does 20 damage times the amount of energy attached to all of your Pokemon. Oof. And so he's a psychic type, so he's going to hit them for two times. And if you couple him with his counterpart, Gardevoir who turns all your Psychic into two, you're going to oh. start throwing out a lot of damage real quick. Oh my goodness, that's, that's pretty intense. I like it. 
So it's pretty much Mewtwo, but, you know, with all the energy on your bench attached to him, essentially. I'm That's also, gross. I'm also really excited that a lot of the non-EX Pokemon are getting, like, boosts to their uh, hit points. Like, that Gallade's got 140 um, there's a Snorlax floating around that's got 130. There's there's a lot of these Pokemon that aren't EX Pokemon that are getting you know a substantial number of hit points to you know sort of help withstand the um, a fire and my lasers attacks. Yeah, they can. They're starting to be able to contend again, which is good because it it gets a little stable. Just you know, basic basic attack attack game over. It also gets a little stale, you know, where it's where the the game sort of had for a while there become, you know, who has the most money to throw at their deck. Yeah, it does help. I like I it, it definitely does help, but I, I like when there's a chance that if you've got, you know, a good amount of strategy and a smartly built deck that you can at least go toe to toe with a really expensive deck. Yeah, I took out a couple of decks full of. EXs and stuff with uh, one of my favorite cards ever now, Bibberal. As goofy as that is. We were, just, yeah, we were looking at the Bibberal. It's it's intense. He's a troll. That's what he is. <laughs> he shuts down so many EXs with his amnesia because a lot of them only have one attack. Yep. So if you just say you can't do that, then they go, oh, man. Like, oh, no, well, now what? <laughs> And the the answer to that is well, nothing. Too bad, so sad. <laughs> oh, and look, Togekiss finally popped up. So, and the other thing I saw was you know it's attack one color is energy thirty damage. Draw cards until you have six cards in your hand, which is I thought was really cool. It does have a retreat cost of one, but I'd be okay with that. The Big thing I saw, though, Bright Veil is his ability. As long as this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, whenever your opponent plays an item card from his or her hand, prevent all effects of that card done to your Pokemon. Yep, so that's pretty much going to just make catchers ineffective while he's out there, and that's that's awesome. It really is. Is he, like, really the only thing that can counter a catcher? Um, uh, There are... There are a couple other cards out here now that make it so that you basically ignore the effects of item cards. Uh, I know there is the... Well, I guess some of them are make it so you can't play them right away. There is the uh, Magkinesis uh, uh, Gothitelle yeah. that made it so you couldn't even play item cards. That That's card had a pretty true. good run. Yep, it did. <laughs> He's he didn't quite do too well when you didn't have him in the active slot though because as soon as people realized that you were building up a Gothitelle on your bench they're just like nope that's the guy who's going to nuke me so I'm going to nuke it before it can do anything but all right well I think maybe to wrap up this discussion on uh, the Plasma Storm set that's officially you know available to people. Uh, I kind of want to get an, get a feel for how uh, we think that the competitive metagame for the TCG is going to be changing because I think that I, I think that it would be silly to think that it's not going to change at this point mm. with the the advent of so many of these 
ridiculous cards. And as I don't know a whole lot about the overarching metagame of the TCG, I'm very interested to hear what you what you think is going to be happening to the game as a whole, Mitch. Well, I think it's going to pick up pace a little bit in some ways because we got a lot of really heavy hitters now. But I think it's going to kind of slow down in favor of evolving Pokemon some more. Because a lot of them are just too good to pass up. You know, they got the Crobat out there. Magnezone that lets you place two supporters. And supporters are just fantastic. There's so many good ones out there. You know, with Skyla, pretty much letting you get whatever you want from your deck if you do it right. And it, I think it's it's not going to be super noticeable in the long term. Because a lot of these are going to be flash in the pan things. You know, the Plasma Pokemon are going to disappear. That's just the way it goes, because they need to keep it fresh. But I think I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Whereas, you know, there was a period there for a while when the EXs started coming out where I, was, I wasn't too hyped on the game, because it, it just kind of it changed a lot from what it used to be. But I think we're slowly getting back to a point where it's going to be a really, really fun game, instead of just... A pretty fun game. <laughs> I like that assessment. I'm good with that yeah. assessment. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to describe, because I think I've only missed about eight or ten sets that I wasn't really that into this game. And I know a lot of people haven't been around that long. So it's really kind of hard to incorporate, like, 12 years of <laughs> gameplay and just, like, well, here's the way I feel. But... Uh, I'm 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 excited for where it's going. It's a little overpowered, but it's kind of getting nerfed, which is good. Still have to work for it a lot more, and I like it. Good. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to say to finish out, Sam? Or are you are you pretty <laughs> happy with with how much we've covered? I think I think it's. I totally agree with Mitch's assessment. I mean, there are, you know, there are a lot of new and interesting cards that have come out now, but, you know, to be perfectly fair, as soon as the, you know, a lot of these do seem like they're going to be those big, you know, everybody's going to get on in on this right away, and then people are going to start countering them, and then they'll fall back out of favor. You know, they'll be flash in the pans, just like you said, but otherwise I think it's pretty solid. I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to a lot of the non-EX sets that come out, because a lot of these, it's, well, like Mitch said, a lot of these are just too good to pass up now. Fans, it is double team time again. Sam and I are bringing out the wheezing. This month's double team segment was voted on by you as listeners, and Sam and I managed to escape without having to deal with an artillery this month. <laughs> we'll see how well that goes for us next month. Uh, this week we were treated to wheezing, which I think was actually a pleasure to work with in comparison with some of the Pokemon that we've worked with in past months. It's true. 
Um, so we're, we're gonna, we're gonna take a look at where we're at with Weezing here. Uh, Sam and I have actually created very different teams. Our Weezings are fairly similar, but the teams that we've built around them are extremely different. Indeed. Do you want to, uh, go through your team first, Sam? Sure. So, my team will consist of Weezing, Alomamola, Basculin Blue, Pinsir, Bastidon, and Gardevoir. That is an interesting lineup. You've got some, got some buggies and some steel and a couple of waters. What are you doing? Well, the first thing that I've got here is my Weezing. He's going to be holding the Black Sludge, and I was going to have him use Will-O-Wisp, Pain Split, Payback, and Explosion. Now, I've, I know a lot of people are just like, well, explosion, you know, rada, rada, rada. But I don't know. I like the idea of explosion on a wheezing. And if there's a more frail threat out there that I think is going to be a problem for some of my Pokemon later, like a, uh, like any sort of an electric type or, you know, something that'll threaten my team, I can just be like, click explosion and bring in the next guy. So. And then, of course, you got the payback because, I mean, Weezing, he's got base 60 speed, I think. He's fairly slow. He can pay back for a considerable amount of damage, which is always nice. True story. Uh, I've got up next uh, Regenerator Aloma Mola. He'll be having the Lumberry. And I was going to have him run the standard support set Wish, Protect, Toxic, and Scald. And he'll be, of course, wish passing. He'll be using Toxic and Protect to try and wear down some opponents. And I'll have Scald on there to maybe cause a couple of burns or two, but us- but mostly just that I don't get shut down by, on- by like, I don't know, Taunt or something. Well, and Regenerator Elmolas are crazy. Yep, and I figured he would be nice to have. I This isn't a doubles team or multi-team, so I wasn't going to use Healer. And, you know, there were... I don't know, his other ability was okay. I I just wanted the Regenerator Alomomola because I just got a Regenerator Alomomola. <laughs> so, you know, that's that was the entire thing behind that. Now, I also had a Basculin Blue, blue Striped form, and he was going to have Adaptability, and he was going to be wielding the Choice Band. Ooh. Yes. And this guy is going to be all about attacking everything. He'll be having Waterfall, Crunch, and Superpower, because I felt all three of those would be really important for uh, protecting some of my teammates. And, you know, he with the adaptability boost, he'd be getting to Waterfall. That would be really awesome. And he's also going to be getting Aqua Jet, so he can be an effective revenge killer with that uh, stab adaptability boosted Aqua Jet with Choice Band. That's going to be a little bit ridiculous. Oh yeah, and you know I was actually thinking about running a Mold Breaker one at first. I thought about it, but I realized that I already had some Pokemon out there that are going to be better at attacking those Pokemon that'll have like Levitate or. You know, they'll be having certain abilities that would make my life miserable. And, you know, I just figured the adaptability Aqua Jet would be the best choice, especially for just something to hit my opponents with. It's really hard to say no to adaptability. It really is. Really is, especially when Basculin B already has a base 98 speed, which is pretty top tier when it comes to NU. So um, up next, I've got Moxie Pinsir. And he's going to be wielding the Life Orb. And he's also going to be essentially an all-out attacker. He'll be having X-Scissor, 
Stone Edge, Close Combat, and Earthquake. Ooh. And the Earthquake will take care of any electric Pokemon that'll, or any poison type Pokemon, maybe, that'll be threatening me. I'll have Close Combat for any Steel types, Dark types, Ice types, uh, X Scissor, deal with any Psychic types, and Stone Edge, that'll be useful for Flying types, and you know, honestly, Moxie Pinsir, you know, he's got the, once he gets the boosts under him, he's going to be just amazing. And I don't know. I I kind of like Pinsir. I've, I really should breed up a Pinsir at some point. <laughs> uh, one of my other Pokemon here was Bastiodon. He's oh. going to be, yeah, you know Bastiodon. <laughs> I love my Bastiodon. <laughs> and this one I was, I built sort of in the same vein as Coughing. Uh, he's going to be having the leftovers. He will probably be maxing out his special defense because I would need a special wall. Turns out Alomomola is not a very good special wall. She has a whole lot more physical defense than special defense. Which is weird for a water Pokemon. It is. It is. Um, this one will be running Stealth Rock and Roar for very obvious reasons. It'll help give me some entry hazards to work with. He'll probably be my probably be my lead. Um, I'll have Stone Edge on him for one stab, and I'll have Metal Burst on him as well. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a Revenge of Steel type, and it does, you know, it basically works the same as Revenge, where you take the damage and then you give it right back. And with his ability sturdy, I'm almost guaranteed to res- to withstand the attack and then reply back with Metal Burst and take out any threat that would be just overwhelmingly powerful. That's intense. Yep. And then my last Pokemon I have here is Gardevoir, and it'll be the Trace kind, and it'll have the Choice Scarf. The Gardevoir will be running Trick, Focus Blast, Psychic, and Shadow Ball. I like it. I do, too. And, you know, it allows me to cripple anybody who might be a genuine problem for me. I can pick up a better item that I might need. And if I don't need to get a better item, I'm super fast and I've got Focus Blast, Psychic, and Shadow Ball to do a whole lot of damage to all the things ever. So I'm not used to seeing Trick Gardevoirs. Apparently, they're a big thing. I've been, I did a little research on it after I was looking at it, and I was like, huh, Trick Gardevoir. And apparently a lot of people really like it and use it. So, yeah. Well, that's new to me. So, yeah, there you go. Um, So what was your team like? Okay, okay. My team, I I opted. Remember way back in the day? Oh, who did we? Which fighting type was it that we were supposed to be double teaming? Way back in the day. Shoot, I don't remember. We did a fighting type Pokemon, and I ended up doing a true mono fighting team. Out of uh-huh. it, uh, I, I opted for that sort of same feel, and I've gone with a true poison type monotype team. Nice. Yeah, I am actually going to be running, um, obviously Weezing, because that's who we're spotlighting. I can't find my team. There it is. Um, I'm running Weezing, Tentacruel, Toxicroak, Nidoking, Crobat, and Amoongus. Ooh. Yeah, so we'll start with we'll start with uh, Weezing because he is the Pokemon that we are indeed spotlighting in this double team segment. I am also going to be running Pain Split, Willow Wisp, and Payback, but I've opted to go Destiny Bond. That'd be interesting. 
Yeah, my, the, the thought there is that instead of exploding to ruin my opponent's day, by using Destiny Bond, I'm either forcing them to switch a Pokemon out or let that Pokemon die. Yeah, because then you don't dare attack it because, I mean, what can you do against it? If they if it Destiny Bonds, then, you know, you, you can't knock it out without knocking out your own Pokemon, and he can't really take it down either because, I mean, with the Paint Split... You're just taking HP away from the attacker who's being destiny bonded. So it's 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 a it's a neat trick. I think it's got some potential. So that's that's where I went with that. It's it's an unexpected way to force my opponent to switch. To sort of round out this this monotype team, I've I've only opted to go with one OU Pokemon, and that's Tentacruel. And I'm not even necessarily using a a set that's typical for an OU Tentacruel. Um I'm, I'm opting for Liquidus Tentacruel, and I'm actually giving him the Rocky Helmet. Oh. Uh, for potentially more epic, like, oh god, why is this Tentacruel hurting me so bad? <laughs> um, he's going to be running Toxic Spikes, uh, and then he's essentially going to be my lead. He'll pop out Toxic Spikes and then go away um, and let the Toxic Spikes do their job. And when he comes back out, he's got Hex. Oh. So the Pokemon that are beginning poisoned on his Toxic Spikes will subsequently take a ton more damage from him via Hex. He's also going to be running Hydro Pump for some Epic Stab water damage and Giga Drain for HP regain. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Tentacruel gets gets Giga Drain via the Black and White Move Tutor. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) One thing that I might suggest for an alternative move on that, too, is uh, Rapid Spin. If you were oh, worried yeah, about had, any sort of entry hazards, yeah, I hadn't even thought about entry hazards. I should have, I should have thought about that. That's something I might be able to opt out of Hydro Pump for. Otherwise, it's a very solid set. Otherwise, so up next we've got Toxicroak. Toxicroak is going to be running Poison Touch. Um, normally, I run Dry Skin Toxicroaks, but since I don't have any rain on this team, that was unnecessary. Yeah. Um. So I've gone with Poison Touch instead, and. He's got the Choice Band, because Choice Band Sucker Punch is going to murder any Psychic types that think they're going to come out and mess up my day. It's true. So I've got I've got myself a Choice Band Sucker Punch set on top of Cross Chop, Poison Jab, and Ice Punch to really, you know, mess other things up. Nice. Um, and that should, that should go out pretty well for me. He's my big physical attacker. And then my big special attacker is actually going to end up being my Nidoking. Nice. Um, we've got a Sheer Force Nidoking running the Life Orb, and he is going to be utilizing Earth Power, Thunderbolt, Flamethrower, and Shadow Ball, because all of those have a secondary effect. Cool. Uh, coming up next, we have my Crobat. My Crobat is an Infiltrator Crobat with the Bug Gem. He's kind of going to be my scout in some ways, because he'll pop out and be able to Bug Gem U-turn mm-hmm. and sort of do some ni- some nice solid damage to my opponent and then when i've had a chance to pop him back in he'll have acrobatics zen headbutt and cross poison that'd work he's gonna be doing some some serious damage my my hope is that he'll be not only will he be my way to um potentially deal with you know a a psychic type that doesn't go down with my tox with my toxic croak but a bug gem u-turn is gonna hurt a psychic type pretty good yep um, and then on top of that, he's got the potential to take down any fighting types that I'm coming across with acrobatics. Um, 
any other poison types that I come across. He's got Zen headbutt to deal with. He's he's sort of going to be my revenge killer in a lot of ways because he's so freaking speedy. It's true. And then Amoongus is sort of my troll. Uh, Amoongus <laughs> is running um, a regenerator set because regenerator Amoongus is like my new favorite thing in the universe. <laughs> And I've, I've opted to give him the leftovers now, uh, where where I had normally set up uh, my tentacle with the leftovers. I thought, you know what, Amoongus is going to need some more some more HP regeneration because what I'm doing with Amoongus, his only attacking move is Energy Ball, and it, it's a it's a solid stab move. I mean, when he's got his his typing is Grass Poison, he's not going to get great stab off either one of them because neither of his types is super effective against a wide variety of other types. <laughs> But grass is going to be better than poison just because then I don't completely get shut down by steel types. That's true. Um, so I've opted for energy ball. And then his other three moves are uh, obviously spore because I need to be able to put Pokemon to sleep. And I've already got tons of Pokemon running around with the poison type being, you know, spread everywhere. I've got toxic spikes going on. Lots of my Pokemon have the chance to poison an opponent with their other attacks. I've got Weezing spreading around burns with Will-O-Wisp. And so Amoongus is going to finish the <laughs> the status-afflicting uh, quad with Stun Spore. Okay. So now if I've got a speedy Pokemon out there that's ruining my day, I'll throw out Amoongus, Stun Spore it, nerf it, and then continue on with my day. Sounds good. The other move that I've opted for him is something that I don't think I've ever seen used in competitive battle, but I think that's a crying shame, and I think it's got some really good potential, and that's Worry Seed. Oh, right. Worry Seed essentially, well, what Worry Seed does is it replaces your foe's ability with the ability Insomnia. So if you've got an opponent that's, you know, utilizing an ability hardcore, I mean, if you've got a Pokemon out there using Guts, if you've got a Pokemon out there that thinks it's going to get to use Mold Breaker, if you've got a Moxie Pokemon out there, you pop out Amoongus, you say Worry Seed, suddenly, (laughs) (laughs) suddenly not so happy your opponent is. So uh, Amoongus is my troll, and I think that I think that this particular team sort of lets Weezing shine in a way that lets him be the physical wall that he has the amazing potential to be. And not only that, uh, it lets him be the pain-splitting, destiny-bonding terror that I want him to be. <laughs> yep. So we, we came up with two really different teams. Yeah, we have. I really, I really love your team because you've got some really interesting Pokemon. Regenerator Alamola is tons of fun. I was super surprised about Basculin and Pinsir, though. I don't think I've ever seen them used in competitive battle before. I've only ever seen Pinsir used once. And I've never seen anybody use any form of Basculin. Well, Basculin is one of those weird Pokemon because it's a, it's a one-stage evolutionary Pokemon, and nobody pays attention to those. You've got two of those on your team. You've got uh, Basculin and Alamola are both one-stage evolutionary Pokemon, and you really hardly ever see those. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I've, you know, put something together. I just kind of tossed it in there. I've only got one special attacker, which is really unique along among my teams because usually i run with a lot of special offense i it's just something that i do me me too honestly i mean my my one special attacker in this whole thing is 
uh, Nido King, and Nido King's not even like a super great special attacker, but I've got tons of physical offense, which for someone who runs almost exclusively electric type Pokemon is unusual <laughs> for me. <laughs> But yeah, I also liked your team. I liked the fact that it was Mono Poison, and maybe uh, Ethan will be listening to this and get an idea for his Mono Poison team with this, and that would be awesome. I'd be totally cool with that. Indeed. And so yeah, that's those are our double teams. And... Yeah, that that is this month's double team segment. I think since Sam and I ended up with some weeks off in January, this you know this is kind of extended into February. I think it's likely that we'll sort of just take these last couple of weeks in February and not start the next cycle of Double Team until March. Sounds good. All right. Shall we spotlight Machamp? Let us spotlight! What kind of Pokemon are you? How do you do the things you do? Share with me your secrets deep inside. What kind of Pokemon are you? Are you loyal through and through? And do you have a heart that's true? What kind of Pokemon are you? Yeah. This Come week's Pokemon yeah. Spotlight covers number 68, Machamp. Machamp is a large humanoid Pokemon with blue-gray skin, three crests on its head, four muscular arms, and a large mouth. They wear a special belt around their waist, known as a power save belt, to help control and regulate their immense physical power. It should also be known, too, that the belt that they wear is actually the same one that they wore as a Machoke. And they get that right after they evolve from Machop, because they're in this, like, almost, like, larva, they're almost in this, like, almost larval state where they're just outrageously ridiculous powerful. <laughs> And speaking of being ridiculously powerful, Machamp are also said to be masters of every single form of martial art that there is, which is super stupid intense. And they're capable of throwing almost 1,000 punches in just a matter of seconds. Yeah, but the, the offside of that, the, the flip side of that particular epic coin, is that delicate and careful tasks if uh, that you were to attempt to set your Machamp to cause its arms to become tangled. <laughs> it, it doesn't have the ability for fine, delicate detail work, but it will punch the ever-living lights out of everything. <laughs> I like this. I do. <laughs> Uh, Machamp are also known to be very innately skilled at physical combat, um, having the ability to raise their own attack power when suffering from abnormal status effects, being able to land blows with perfect accuracy, or increasing their speed every single time that they flinch. For those of you who might be trying to guess at these, those would be the abilities Guts, No Guard, and Steadfast. Steadfast being one of his hidden ability. The most notable owner of a Machamp, as seen in the anime, has been Giovanni, who had one, among many other powerful, fully evolved Pokemon, in the Viridian City Gym. Machamp has been featured on 16 different TCG cards in a host of various sets, including the Gym Leaders set where he was Giovanni's Machamp, but he hasn't made an appearance since the HeartGold SoulSilver Triumphant set. 
Machamp has a huge base attack stat, sitting at base 130, which hits tremendously hard. But it's balanced and even slightly nerfed by very average defenses and a substantially below average base speed of only 55. And, you know, Machamp really, you know, he can be used in UU and even in OU, but typically people like to go, like to opt instead for the... um, uh, Conkelder, and really, their Conkelder is, on average, a little better rounded out. He's got lower base speed, but his defenses are much, much better when it comes to just being able to deal with one, which puts Machamp at a bit of a disadvantage, but, you know, he still has his merits when it comes to being used in the tiers that he is. Yeah, it's it's tough because Machamp is sort of like Conkelder's, you know, slightly less awesome cousin. And it's like his speed isn't even quite fast enough that you could choice scarf him and make mm-hmm. him usable. But if you throw him on a trick room team, then the question is why utilize him over Conkelder on a trick room team? It's true. So we've we've got we've got some options though. Like if you love Machamp, there is no reason not to use Machamp, and there are some great ways that you can go about doing it. It's true. Uh, the majority of Machamp's usable moves are of the fighting type. Uh, I mean, he can learn uh, just about every last one that's available in game. I mean, close <laughs> combat, karate chop, low kick, dynamic punch, cross chop, wake up slap, and counter are just a few of these. But uh, he can also learn a variety of different elemental attacks. Yeah, I mean, he can also learn dark-type, ground-type, steel-type, and even fire and ice-type attacks. I mean, you've got everything from payback to earthquake, from bullet punch to fire punch, and even ice punch. The only sad thing about Machamp, and really something that sets him back from his uh, counterpart, Conkelder, is that he cannot learn any priority fighting-type moves in 5th gen. I really, really hope they fix that in 6th gen, because Machamp really should have access to a priority fighting type attack. I mean, if, oh my god, it would be so stupid. If you could choice ban priority fighting him, done Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, when it comes to Machamp, giving him, because he because his stats are a little less ideally placed than Conkelder, and, you know, I'm sorry to keep comparing him to Conkelder, but it's sort of like, Back in first gen, you couldn't talk about Golem and Ry- and Rhyhorn without trying to mention one or the other in the same breath. But when it comes to Machamp, you know, he's got plenty of support options that can really increase his survivability. And the biggest ones, I think, come in the form of Bulk Up and Substitute. And, you know, Bulk Up really boosts up his defense and his attack... And substitute makes it so that you can at least get that free turn while you're maybe using, uh, while you can maybe prevent a burn that would really ruin your day if you're not running a guts one, or you could also use it to maybe survive that one turn and you know kind of set yourself to prepare for maybe no guard dynamic punches. It, it's uh, Sam has proven to me time and time again that the substitute bulk up route is an amazing route for a lot of fighting type Pokemon. Uh, Sub bulk up Polyrath is one of the most terrifying things I've ever faced. <laughs> so you the the substitute bulk up option is great for him. And if you're not necessarily willing to give Machamp himself uh, the sub the uh, support options, make sure that you pair him up with other Pokemon that can help support him. 
baton passing always helps everything. You can baton pass to him, or um, you could even, if you're going on a doubles team, if you've got a Pokemon that can draw attack power to them instead and let Machamp be slow, that'll do you some pretty good stuff, too. Indeed. You have new mail. Well, Delibird stopped by again this week with a couple of things for us. We actually have, what, two emails here that we would like to read with everybody? Three emails. Three emails! Three emails! Oh my gosh, Delibird, how did you carry this super heavy bag? Indeed. <laughs> Starting off, we got a very nice long email from Silent Omen, who has become one of our most active listeners. Indeed. Uh, he says, Hello. First, I uh, figured I'd shoot an email. I enjoyed the poison type love. I felt you hit the nail on the head with poison types. They aren't heavily com- they aren't heavily viable competitively. Their utility is a passive one, but they can confuse those who's, who are inexperienced with handling them. I felt you could have noticed noted Toxicroak being one of the few Pokemon that resists both close combat and Stone Edge, which gives it an interesting ability to uh, cause the standard Stone Edge close combat X Scissor quick attack banded or scarfed Terrakian to twitch, since most people dismiss Earthquake as redundant with close combat. Meh, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Though not able to switch in safely and do anything, it's still likely to get KO'd in two hits, it can come in after a knockout and either scare out a Terrakian or clean it up with some drain punch carnage. I just felt I'd mention this tiny note since it was stated Toxicroak doesn't really make use of its poison typing. Also, Toxicroak has the unusual ability to scare psychic types. Baiting a Psychic four times super effective attack because it's a poison type will be punishable with Sucker Punch, and switching out makes you Pursuit Fodder. It's ironic that its quad weakness to Psychic is ultimately what can undo a Psychic type, since it's so since they so badly want to KO that poison and fighting type. It's predictable, but effective. I know these are small points, but I felt but there's still something which is a whole lot better than nothing. I do want to say that it made me happy to hear Sam give praise to my favorite Pokemon, Scolipede. It's amazing how that base... 112 speed plays a factor plays a factor in so much. In your bug tournament discussion, Atiel mentioned her butterfree used hypnosis. Just thought it would be a small note, and I, that I figured she meant sleep powder. I didn't really take a large issue with it. Ultimately, it's just one of those "oh look how smart I am" moments to make me feel better before I absolutely fail in just about everything else this week. Dawn, aka Silent Omen. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple of things that I I, I want to just quick say. I did I did mean sleep powder. I don't know why I said hypnosis when I was talking about Butterfree. That was that was silly of me. <laughs> but yes, I, I meant I meant sleep powder dream eater. That was the combo that I've been using on her and it's worked out fairly well for me. Yep. Um and I was also amused that we started talking about that he brought up this idea of sucker punch on uh Toxicroak because in the Toxicroak that I we used just today covered it. That's, that's exactly what I was using. <laughs> so it's it's a fantastic idea, turns out. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, thanks, thanks, Don, thanks, uh, Silent Omen, and yeah, woo! The next one that we have is from Javier Golem Gasquet, and he writes in, "Who is to say that they have not discovered the secret of Swallot's stomach? I mean, why else would my Pokeballs be able to hold a Pokemon that could dissolve its way out of just by vomiting? Maybe someone is making a fortune off of these anti-dissolving agents of the Swallot. For all I know." Sh- uh, 
for all I know for sure is that no matter how many people my victory bell tries to eat their clothes, do not get ruined. My freshly caught Ekans has never melted its way out of its Pokeball, and I have never seen the headline, Ornery Oddish Corrodes Car, even though Oddish learns acid at level 9. And yes, I dig the underground. I think that's totally a valid point. That is a very valid point. Thank you for sending that in. I, I really want to see the headline, Ornery Oddish Corrodes Car, though. <laughs> That was that was amazing. Thank you so much for writing in. It was. All right, our last email comes in from Josh Massey, who has been extremely absent from our podcast these past few weeks, I must say. And in in response to that, he actually starts off with an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Josh writes, first off, I have to apologize to you both. I've been really busy as of late, but that doesn't give me an excuse to be lazy on you guys. I hope you know that despite my late responses, I love and miss you guys. First we, question- <laughs> we We totally miss you. It's ridiculous. First question was about our favorite gym battle. The one, This one was really tough for me to decide. I went back and forth between a few different gyms. First was Brock. He was the first gym leader I ever fought, and it was a great experience. But then I, like so many others, remembered my Whitney battle. <laughs> There's not been a gym since, there has not been a gym since that has ever given me the trouble that she did. But I think my favorite gym battle would have to be Koga. Now, I know I've said this before, but he is a ninja. What needs, what more needs to be said? I've always been a fan of the original games and the memories they hold for me, so it makes sense that my favorite battle would be from those games. One of the reasons I loved him so much was just the general general respect I had for him at the time. He used one of the most underrated types in the game and still made a really fun challenge for me overall. Next up is 6th Gen Rumors. The sound type is a joke. With that said, I will no longer be talking about it. I think the light type would be potentially a cool type to add to the game. Dark was added to disrupt the incredible power that Psychic had in the old days. This could be the type to disrupt Dark. But Dark really isn't all that great overall, so why is it necessary? I would be okay. I don't really believe the rumors at all, but I'm open to anything that Pokemon does as a whole. I will love them no matter what. I'll get back to you guys about the most recent questions soon as I am listening to the cast now. Hurrah! Huzzah! Uh, thank you, thank you for writing in, Josh. We were starting to wonder. I was, I was starting to get a little nervous that maybe you stopped loving us, <laughs> or something, or something. But thanks. yeah, thanks for writing in. Thanks to everybody for writing in. We love it when Deli Bird comes by with his mailbag. He's always so excited to present these things to us. I think, I think it's like, I don't know, his like goal in life or something. It's like it's his, true. his one true purpose in life is to deliver mail. Who decided that? Uh. The same people who decided his one true purpose would be to deliver presents. I'm good with this. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's time for question of the week time again, and for the, uh, our last week's question, we got a couple of responses. Uh, the question was, what is your favorite competitive poison type Pokemon, and what moveset does it run? But we also had it being a dual prong question, as you could also reply, or what is your favorite poison Pokemon TCG poison type card? 
Indeed. So starting off, we had an email or a response that came in the end of the email from Javier Golomgeski. He said, Dear Underground, I would have to say that my favorite competitive poison type is Arbok. She's so pretty and with glare, which she totally had since Gen 1, by the way, to slow down my foes and coil to boost my gunk shot, nothing that does not start and with Ala and Engin Kazam has successfully gone wrong. Sincerely, Javier. I like that. I, I think Arbok is a, a it's it's interesting because I don't see Arbok very often competitively, but you know, to each their own. If you could if you can rock it, rock it. Exactly. The second reply we had was actually another from Silent Omen, who replied, For your question of the week, I'd have to say that competitive poison type is a hard question to answer for me. After consideration, I'd have to say that Crobat or Golbat are one of my favorite strategies. Crobat is an incredible taunt lead, and with access to Brave Bird, it's just insane. Similarly, Golbat becomes a wall with Eviolite and Roost. Toss in either Toxic or Confuse Ray, and much rage will ensue. Brave Bird, again, just makes it a not-so-nice Pokemon to meet in a dark alley. Oh, and people need to stop with the Bruce Wayne puns. We get it already. <laughs> Uh, our last uh, response actually came from a listener over on Twitter. Jack Chambers wrote in praising his old Muck TCG card from the Fossil set, saying, My Muck was always a really sturdy fighter for me. Not super powerful, but really sturdy overall. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. It is. I was, I was glad to get a, a TCG-related response, so... I know. That and... was exciting. Yeah, and I mean, it's a muck, too. And <laughs> I think I actually have that muck, and I, I know totally what he's talking too. about. So it's awesome that we all know it's what it is, too, without having to look it up. It's just like, that muck. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this week's question is actually kind of an interesting one. This week we are asking you as listeners, if the Wii U came out with a Pokemon game, what would you want it to be? So, Natil. What okay. Pokemon game would you choose? <laughs> I want a fully HD Pokemon Snap. That would be intense. There hasn't been a Pokemon Snap game since the uh, since the days, yeah, right? the, the days of the N64. And I think the Wii U has so much potential for a Pokemon Snap game. Because, I mean, imagine you're sitting in your living room and there's this 42-inch window to the Pokemon world. And you get to just um, walk around like I don't I don't want another one of those where it's like on rails. I want to be able to like explore areas and walk around and look through the trees and stuff like that to find my Pokemon and set up the perfect shot. And then you raise the tablet controller and the tablet controller acts as like your camera and you can zoom in and out with the tablet controller and then snap your pictures. That'd be really, really intense. It would be super intense, and it's totally doable. The Wii U has the capability. Please, Nintendo, take my money. It's yeah. <laughs> that's that's my response. I want a fully HD Pokemon Snap. What do you want, Sam? Well, this one is very very difficult for me because I I'm just gonna be really honest here. Only the most epic Pokemon game ever would really make me want would make me uh, do something with the Wii U because it'd have to be really so good that I really reverse my decision to not buy a Wii U. <laughs> and it's because I'm, I love my 360. The only thing that it doesn't do is play Pokemon games. 
and that makes me sad. And they're just, I don't know, there aren't many games that are out that even came out for the Wii that I was really big into. So when it comes to the Wii U, when it, you know, I've got a lot of the copies that I can play on my 360 here, a lot of the titles there. I mean, it would have to be a very, 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 very intense Pokemon game for me to want to go out and buy a whole new system for it. I can see that. Well, if you would like to respond telling us what kind of Pokemon-related game you want to see on your Wii U console, you should do so by sending an email to Sam and I at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com so that Delibird may deliver it to us. Alternatively, you can respond to this episode's topic on the D20 Radio Network forums at d20radio.com backslash forums. And as always, you can respond to us in the form of a tweet, which so many of our listeners opt to do. I am always at Hot Pink Joystick, and Sam is at Alexiel Solarin. If you enjoyed today's broadcast, you can find back episodes of The Underground on iTunes or at our website, theundergroundpodcast.wordpress.com. Please subscribe to the show via the iTunes store or directly through the RSS feed on our website. If you like what you hear, leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, send them with the nearest deli bird to our mailbag. Or you can just email us at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear your bumpers. Just record an MP3 of yourself telling us that you dig the underground and send it in. We'll play it at the top of the next episode. Please join our discussions over on the D20 Radio Network forums as well at d20radio.com backslash forums. Please join us again next week when we'll be discussing the cuisine of the Pokemon world. So until next time, Pokefans, remember that our secret base is always open to you if you can find it. podcast is protected under a creative commons non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported license and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only pokemon is a registered trademark of nintendo game freak four kids entertainment and wizards of the coast music used in the show comes courtesy of the oc remix album the missing note tracks these songs and thousands more can be found at www.ocremix.org All original audio, textual, graphical, and video content associated with the Underground Podcast are the sole copyright intellectual property of Nathiel Erickson and Samuel Ranke in affiliation with the D20 Radio Network. hung up on you (laughs) oh (laughs) that would have showed me who was boss
Uh, I would have giggled a little. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. We're fine. All is, all is fine here. Well, it's oh, a question of... <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden. Ah, oh, bananas. Ah, uh, bananas. Okay. We totally don't have a thing we're going to talk about next week. Please join us again next week when... <gasps> Derp. <laughs> please, please join us again next week when we discuss all about Derpy Hooves and why she is so important to all of us in the My Little Pony po- uh, continuity. So... Oh, okay then. Uh, please join us again next week when we'll be discussing what the cuisine of the Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> that needs to go into the blooper reel right now. Yep, I've got plenty of bloopers for this episode. I'll actually do bloopers this time. Good deal. Okay.